0: It's Monday. It's morning, and it's macabre. Welcome to Monday morning macabre, the show where we talk about spooky stuff on a Monday in a week. Boy, baby, I am here with scones. Sounds for all the boy babies out there, this is like, hey. You got a boy baby? Bring them out, <laughs> bring them, bring him out. It's a Monday. That's boy baby day. Scones and Darcy. I am Darcy. That is scones. I am scones. You are uh, eighteen to twenty seven year old. Is that our demographic? Have you done the research? <laughs> Based off analytics. And
1: uh, you like listening to the creepy stuff, so welcome. And anyone else, it's, get out of here. If you're over that age or <laughs> under that age. We're very strict about our
0: demographics. <laughs> so uh, we're sl- still slowly falling into a pit of lava. We're or getting, alligators, we're getting close. <laughs> Boy, is it getting hot. Am I sweating?
1: We should have like a telethon to raise money to get us out of here. <laughs>
0: Raise money to get the band better equipment, but not us out of the rope yeah. that is descending <laughs> us into the alligator pit. I mean, they do, they, do, they do good work.
1: The band does amazing with what they got. Yeah.
0: They've got gum and paper clips, and they're putting it all together for us. If you haven't heard the show, one of us brings a spooky spooky little tail event, creepy thing, to the other one. And the other one consumes it entirely. And, uh, you know, we all learn something at the end of the day.
1: And every now and then, Droopy Dog shows up.
0: Yeah, and that he kind of shows up. And uh, today, surprise, surprise, I, Darcy, will be presenting Scones. You're the Macabarista. With, with a tale. The Macabarista bringing you a, a spooky brew today. Today's episode is a. I, start, I said that sentence like I was about to do an ad. <laughs> Today's episode is brought
1: to you by us, by, Scones and Darcy.
0: <laughs> by our own, oh, no. Fan of the show, Skeletra on Twitter sent us an interesting little little ditty oh i think she's like a long time listener long, long time, time listener long time caller second time she's actually sent us thing. i believe i shouldn't take a guess <laughs> let me uh i'm pretty sure she did the Lavo. yes she did we okay i'm that was my off the top of my dome but
1: that is so this is her
0: second shout out to you skeletra
1: if she gets eight more, she gets a jacket.
0: Yeah, eight more, she gets a free coffee. Yeah, and the, the ten macabre club. Yeah, the... <laughs> she gets the tenth punch on her macabre punch card. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. Tonight's Scones, this morning. we're going to be discussing the Cecil Hotel. The Cecil the Hotel? The Cecil Hotel, band playthings. <laughs>
1: So what is this? So we've had hotels before. Hotels. We've are- had listen,
0: we've had hotels, we've had hotel builders, but we haven't had the Cecil Hotel.
1: Every okay? this, every haunted or scary, horrifying hotel is like a snowflake. They're all exactly.
0: unique. They're they are all unique in their own way. The Cecil is probably the most haunted building or known as one of the most haunted buildings in America. Oh dang. It has an insane history of spooky, scary occurrences, and I'm going to take you through them because that's my goddamn job, all right? Sounds sick. So, the Cecil Hotel. The hotel was built in 1924 by William Banks Hanner, all right? He was a hotelier. A hotelier? Which... Is it hotelier or hotelier? I don't know. I guess it's hotelier if we want to be hotelier. I fancy. think hotelier is think what I've hotelier. heard in That shows. sounds right. I
1: mean, either way, it's... But uh, I've heard in my stories. When I'm watching my stories, it's, they when say hotelier. When I'm my stories,
0: they say hotelier, which is just a, a kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Pompous. Not pompous, but... Oh, uh, sorry. It's it's kind of a... Uh, you know what? Whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? Fuck it. Cut it out. <laughs> Band, play us in again. Uh, <laughs> play us in again. We're, <laughs> we're starting over. I <laughs> forgot the word. Um... Anyway, so the hotel was constructed with the intent of it being a place for international business people and social elite to come and spend the night. And what'd you
1: say? Like, like if this was around today, Pitbull would go there because he's Mr. Worldwide.
0: Yes, exactly. Like Pitbull. Right now, it was made for Pitbull. (laughs) Yeah now i now I put it into terms you might get. So it was made for Pitbull to come. It's a real swanky joint. It had seven hundred rooms, a marble lobby, stained glass windows, and the construction finished in 1927, which was when it initially opened. So, we had this real beauty, a real butte, as my father would say. However, not all good things. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't have a saying for the second part of this not all good things stay good things scones oh what dude <laughs> unfortunately just two years after its construction the great depression hit and destroyed the u.s economy i've heard of that so so the area around cecil hotel which is in los angeles la it's yeah, the city of it's angels California, LA. la la land the city of dreams la la land baby It completely destroys the economy, the Great Depression, and the area around the Cecil Hotel becomes a haven for homelessness and poverty, and it is now Skid Row. I don't know if you're aware of Skid Row. I've definitely
1: heard Skid Row before, but I don't know the actual anything about it.
0: Yeah, it's just like a strip of just like insane amounts of like homeless people and poverty and crime, etc. The hotel quickly gained notoriety amongst like thieves and junkies. Thieves? And became a place... What'd you say? You say thieves? (laughs) Yeah, criminals, burglars? thieves, burglars, cat burglars, specifically cat burglars. Every species of thief. Yep. And like junkies and runaways and just the g- generic dredge of society started congregating there. And it was that like initial influx of junkies, thieves, runaways, etc. kind of became as breeding ground of violence and suicide and murder to happen in the area. Specifically at the Cecil Hotel. Ooh. So, we fast forward for 1927 to the 30s. Over the course of 1930s, there are six suicides that take place in the Cecil Hotel. Six suicides at the Cecil Hotel? Yeah, six, six, sous-, six sous at the Cease. So, on no- November 19th, 1931, W.K. Norton, 46, was found dead in his room after ingesting, ingesting poison capsules. the f- most 1930s name ever. Yeah, W.K. Norton, here... I'm gonna just to these poison capsules. It's just saying. The Nazis are taking over <laughs> Berlin and W.K. Norton. <laughs> and these Tic Tacs taste funny. A week prior, Norton had checked into the Cecil under the name James Willis from Chicago. Norton's death appears to be the earliest known suicide at the hotel. We go a little bit into the, the... A year later, in September of 1932... You need, like, transition music, like, in a show, like... Yeah, I'm, I'm just running through the, the suicides of the decade, all right? Is, if we, <laughs> this, if is if this was show, a TV every... show, it'd be a fucking
1: <laughs> montage of, su- exactly. of Susus in the Cecil Hotel.
0: Susus in the Cecil Susus. September Susu in the cease was Benjamin Dodick, 25. 25. He died from a self-inflicted gunshot Jesus. wound to the head. He did n- not leave a note july 1934 former army medical corp sergeant lewis d borden 53 was found dead in his room at the cecil he had slashed his own throat with a razor oh my borden god lifts. what a fucking yeah, way to do it, it. it dude you gotta understand this is like imagine if you open a hotel and just like four years later people were just like everyone's dying five years later another <laughs> person's died six years later like it's just, just death, death, death. every death. person's coming into your office like another one yeah another person who's staying here another one
1: I bet there's like motels in parts of the country
0: that
1: <laughs> are kind of yeah. like that.
0: <laughs> there's probably like the suicide hotel. Like it probably <laughs> exists or motel. March 1937, Grace E. Magro fell from the ninth story window. Her fall was broken by telephone wires, which wrapped around her body. She later died at a now demolished Georgia Street receiving hospital, and police were unable to determine whether Margo, oh,
1: Magro's death was a result of an accident. She survived a nine. Even if you hit the wires, nine stories. Oh, she must have been. Yeah, also, it's uh, not
0: like she hit just like wires, like safe. She hit telephone wires, like she, <laughs> like yeah. electrical live wire. It's not good. It's not a good scene. And then two more for the thirties, nineteen thirty-eight Marine Corp fireman roy thompson jumped from the siebel's top floor and was found on the skylight of a neighboring building could you imagine just like walking in that building looking up at the skylight and just this dude just like body is just right there yeah no thanks that is a no good very bad day he had been staying at the cecil for several weeks and then another poisoning in 1939 erwin c neblet 39 was found dead in his room after ingesting poison so what kind of poison does it say? No, it just says ingesting poison. So, we start out with a baseline of, of macabre, terrible events happening here.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's super shitty, but also, like, the 30s, I imagine, like, in the 30s and stuff, like, a lot of people were in themselves. It's the Great Depression, yeah. and there also is, like, no mental exactly. health, like, awareness or help or anything, they're just like, ah, that- he's got the melancholy as he's like jumping off the building. <laughs> it was like pretty bad back then. The
0: melancholy. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. So the Cecil may just be a bad time koinky dink, but uh, as we get more into it, stranger and stranger things start to uh, happen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So 1940s, you got three more, another ingestion of poison. By Dorothy Skyger, 45, and just a poison. September 1944, Dorothy John Purcell, 19, was sharing a room with Cecil with her boyfriend, shoe salesman Ben Levine, 38. Purcell. Wait. Like wakes up in the middle of the night. Okay. She didn't want to disrupt the sleeping Levine, so she goes into the bathroom and gives birth to a baby boy. She didn't know she was pregnant, she claims. She's like, I had no idea. What? She gives birth to a baby boy. And then this is really dark. She then throws the child out of the window.
1: Oh my! Wait, so that whole story is riddled with so many questions. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, so she was she, with
1: her boyfriend. Yes. She's and somehow, then she wakes in the
0: middle of the night and goes, "I have something's going on." She goes in the bathroom, gives birth, gives
1: birth without the boyfriend knowing. Like it's wait, like waking it's a up quiet or knowing. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Essentially. And then, sadly, she throws the child from the their the window. So that lady is she butt. is charged with murder. Yes. However, three psychiatrists, which at the time they called them alienists, which I think is really cool. That is really cool, and also they probably sucked. Yep. They <laughs> testified that Parcel was or Purcell Purcell, excuse me. They testified that Purcell was mentally confused at the time of the incident. And in January of 1945, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity.
1: How do you like? Be with someone when they just like off to kid
0: and I don't know. They're just
1: like ah, oh, I just had a bad day. <laughs> I have no idea. It's
0: really dark and and also how do you not know you're pregnant? Was she must was she huge? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, dude. I I like am very good friends with a pregnant woman or ex pregnant woman, and by that mean I mean my wife, <laughs> and she would not be That's able to I get
1: the like stress that puts on your body. Like, how do you not know? Right.
0: So. Really sad and dark, but that's the Cecil Hotel, and that's why you're listening, guys. So, I wasn't mean,
1: there a show that was like all about like a reality show all about people who were pregnant and they didn't know? Uh, that sounds correct. It was like one of those like Like 16 and Stupid pregnant, but like shows. I didn't know I was pregnant, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah definitely. They definitely exist, and I sounds familiar, I just don't know the name of it. So, we go to the 1950s, there was only a single death. Hey, man jumped from the seventh floor window. And he landed on top of the Cecil's marquee, which is like super fucking dark.
1: Wait, where did he land?
0: He landed on top of the Cecil's marquee in front of the f- building. Oh Jesus Christ! Like, could you imagine the fucking the terrible press? The guy
1: checking in, like getting
0: out of the yeah, car, exactly. like, he's like oh, this looks up. like a nice and hotel. Then, wham, and then and just, he's like,
1: "Yep, yeah, no, I'm gonna go to the next one." <laughs> getting he's back, like, in the yeah, car. the
0: Holiday Inn looks more and more inviting. <laughs>
1: I didn't know I was pregnant was an American documentary television series that aired on Discovery <laughs> Fit and Health and TLC. TLC, I knew it had to be a TLC show. Yeah,
0: it has to be TLC dude, TLC their shows are they kind of get more and more they jump the shark more and more with each show.
1: Yeah. It's like they they make money off jumping sharks. Yes. They they produce some great memes though.
0: Yeah, they do, but their shows are just, like, insane. It's like, uh, living as a pentaplegic, and I'm like...
1: that's just like, wow, you guys really don't want to pay writers.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, also, that means you have, you don't have a head. I don't know what the fifth <laughs> limb would be. <laughs> if you um, know what I mean. So, if you know what I mean, baby. I'm going to just mention one from the 1960s and then get into yeah, the, like, real spookiness. So let's
1: set the scene. What were the 60s about, Doris? I've
0: seen madmen and that's like... Some folks of old,
1: Made to yeah. race a flag.
0: oh, that red, white, and blue. Sure. Yeah, chopper, 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 chopper. Okay, so... October 12th, 1962, Pauline Auten, 27, jumped from the window of her ninth-floor room after an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. Dewey. Dewey had left the room prior to Auten's suicide. Auten landed on a pedestrian, George Gianini, 65, killing them both instantly. How fucking unlucky. Yeah, do you have to be big unluck. Like you can do
1: everything right and I right. can still have And then just again. a woman
0: could just jump out of a window and land on you, crush you and you both die.
1: And like, like what is that? Like what is that
0: eulogy even like? I have no <laughs> I don't know. Especially for no her. Idea. So there were no witnesses to it and a pol- the police initially thought that Auden and Giannini committed suicide together. However, they soon determined that Giannini had his hands in his pocket at the time of his death and he was still wearing shoes. Had he jumped, his shoes would have likely fallen off during the fall or upon impact and his hands would not have been in his pockets. So they're like, How Shit.
1: the fuck do you know? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? He wasn't just crazy town that
0: tied his shoes tight. <laughs> and then just jumped with his thought, I'm going to keep my hands in my pocket and look cool as fuck. Yeah, he's <laughs> just like, oh, I wonder if I brought my pocket watch and then bam. <laughs> then bing, bang, boom. So. We've gone through suicides and deaths and things. So, it's it, you know, it's kind of creepy, kind of dark. But here's where we get into some nutty dinks going on at this hotel. We're getting nutty coinks? In addition to death and suicide, the Cecil was also home to multiple well-known serial killers. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. H.H. H. Holmes? The, no, well, H.H. <laughs> H. Holmes' ghost built the hotel. <laughs> um, in the 1980s, Richard Ramirez, a.k.a. the Night Stalker, who killed 13 people, lived on the top floor of the Cecil during most of his killing spree. Dude, how come some
1: serial killers get like fucking nicknames and other ones are just like, this is John Wayne Gacy and this is the Night Stalker. You gotta ask the press, bro. Press, figure it out. Dearest press. No serial killer deserves a cool nickname. Stop giving it to them.
0: I think it's insane that he lived at the top of this like scary tower, <laughs> and he was like a kid, like just looking killer. out at the world like yeah. yeah he yours. literally lived on the top floor of the Cecil Hotel, just one of touching the most his hands like ever. Mr. Burns, like he 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 he. And so this is what's insane is that it's so it's said that after killing someone, okay, I should I should set the scene here. So after decades of like crime-infested, poverty-stricken area, right? Like right. The police are quoted as saying, if we're called, we'll go in, but we're not patrolling. It was total unmitigated chaos. Like, they would not go to this area.
1: That's always were, good.
0: Yeah, they were like, fuck that. They could, like, we're just going to let that be an insane cesspool of violence and murder. That's so, crazy. Like, now how do that, you not get the National Guard involved or something? I don't know. But now that we know that, so Richard Ramirez. It said that after he killed somebody, he would throw his bloody clothes into the dumpsters outside the hotel and would walk up to his room either barely clothed or fully naked. Just no problem at all. Like, could just walk through the hotel. It's like a serial killer's dream. <laughs> yeah, basically. And nobody would bat an eye because it was, like the cop said, unmitigated chaos. So it's just an insane place at the time that allowed just the, hell on like, on Earth the most heinous this crime to happen. Yeah. So, after Ramirez, after his killing spree's over and everything, in 1991, we got Jack Unterwager. Oh, Jackie <laughs> Unterwager, an Austrian serial killer. He's a serial killer? Yeah, another serial killer. Did he
1: have a nickname? Uh, I don't think so. With a name like that, I would think the press would be like, we need something catchier.
0: Yeah, especially with his M.O., which was strangling prostitutes with their bras. You'd think they would have some kind of... There
1: had to have... Like, there has to be some J. Jonah Jameson type in the back being like, we need a catchy (laughs) name, like slamming his hand
0: on the desk. We have serial killers, and now this place is, like, known as a haunted location, and people are like, people kill themselves... And murders happen here because it's so fucking haunted.
1: Yeah, it's not just, like, grandpas that are, like, assholes and get to come back as ghosts for no reason.
0: Right. It's, you got, like, murderers, people who commit suicide, et cetera. So, 1947, a guest at the hotel was mur- murdered shortly <laughs> after <laughs> her stay. A guest at the hotel was murdered. Moida, I tell you. Shortly after her stay at the hotel, and her name was Elizabeth Short. Do you know who that is, Scones? I don't. I'm sorry. It's the Black Dahlia. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
1: See, like she got a nickname.
0: <laughs> yeah, she did. But so the Black Dahlia stays at the hotel just before she is gruesomely murdered. If you don't know who the Black Dahlia is, listeners, she's it's a famous murder case of a woman who was cut in half and then had her her uh face like she a, a car they carved a smile into her face. It's real dark but uh, look it up if you want to have a fun afternoon it's real so, scary that's the first one that I was like oh that's a macabre connection and the second one a more modern famous death at the hotel that has gotten wide coverage due to a video that ha- that emerged Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> not quite Oh, Elisa Lam
1: oh, you brought so. it all back
0: Yup. So, Book. scones. You're aware of Elisa Lamb? I am. That's actually
1: been a topic that has been requested. Yes, we just felt like until now that Elisa uh, Lamb herself, there, there, it was not enough. We found once we did it in our yeah. format to fill an episode, but however, then Darcy came and found out that it was at the. The little fucking haunted Hilton.
0: Yep. And so now we can dive into the death of Elisa Lamb. Let's here. dive in. So let's dive on in. Shout out to Skelectra. <laughs>
1: yeah. Also, I think Sean requested this yep. and yep. not Darius. Fuck you, Darius. Yeah, not Darius. Fuck Darius.
0: God, get the fuck out of here, Darius. So Elisa Lamb is a woman who is traveling abroad from British Columbia and she. Tells her parents that she will contact them every day while she is traveling abroad so that they know she's safe, etc. On this is in 2013. This takes place January 31st, 2013. She's scheduled to check out of the Cecil Hotel and leave for Santa Cruz. However, her parents did not hear from her and call the LAPD. Shortly afterwards, the LAPD is like we can't locate her. So her parents fly to L.A. to help with the search. The police talked to the hotel staff who saw Lamb that day and said she was alone. And then outside the hotel, Katie Orphan, a manager of a nearby bookstore, said she saw her and that she was outgoing, very lively, and very friendly while getting gifts to take home to her family. So Orphan tells CNN that she was talking about what book she was getting and whether or not what she was getting would be too heavy for her to carry around as she traveled. A book that was too heavy? Yeah, so what, Katie Orff is the manager is she of the bookstore. The Necronomicon? Why? <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Because that'd be so on brand. It would be on brand and fucking terrifying. So police search the hotel to the extent that they legally can, because they technically don't have a full warrant or anything because they don't have any reason to assume she is like in trouble.
1: Yeah. You
0: don't just go like banging on cop, that's not how the police work. <laughs> They bring dogs through the hotel, and including one on the rooftop. But the canines were unsuccessful in detecting her scent. Sergeant Rudy Lopez does say that we didn't search every room because we could not, because we did not have probable cause to believe that a crime had been committed. Jeez,
1: wait, I have a question at this point. Is this still like the shittiest part of L.A. at this point?
0: Um, it's still not great. Right, and she I just like that- didn't know because she's from Canada, and she's like, everybody's nice where I'm from, eh? I'm not sure, but I know the Cecil did rebrand during the <laughs> not 2000s. A hotel where bodies rain like fucking water from the sky. Yeah, it in 2011 it attempted to rebrand and it called itself Stay On Main Hotel. So, it at this point it had been rebranded, so maybe the the terrible macabre past has kind of shed its. Yeah, its maybe skin she, as it she were. wouldn't have known about it. Right. So, February 6th, a week later, a week after Lamb had been last seen, the LAPD decided more help was needed. Flyers with her image were posted in the neighborhood and online, and it brought the case to the public's attention. After another week with no sign of Lamb, the LAPD released a video of the last known sighting of her taken in one of Cecil Hotel's elevators by a video surveillance camera on February 1st. The video drew worldwide interest in the case due to Lamb's strange behavior and has been extensively analyzed and discussed. Now, Scones, have you seen the video? Yes. It's super creepy. Yes. Okay, so you can find this on YouTube. It's you can find it anywhere. It's if you just search Elisa Lamb, you'll show up. But she is appearing to Oh, like it seems like she's being chased or someone is looking for her because she's standing in an elevator with the doors open, in the elevator uh, and the video is taken from the CC's TV footage of inside the elevator. And she's like peering around looking very frantic and like kind of hiding in the elevator. And every now and then she'll like peek her head out and look. Yeah. The whole thing's very super creepy. suspect. It's super, super creepy. So the, video becomes like like blows up and everyone's like whoa this is like a super scary terrifying video and all these theories come out the video was shared to a chinese video sharing site yuku where it got three million views and forty thousand comments in its first 10 days and then there have been several theories that have come out to explain her strange actions in the video yeah i've seen a good amount of like theories as to why she was freaking out right so one was that Lamb was trying to get to the elevator car to move in order to escape from someone pursuing her. Others suggest that she might be under the influence of ecstasy or some other party drug. And then it eventually surfaces that she had bipolar disorder, so some believe that she was having like a manic, psychotic episode, basically. I should, I should go ahead and say, at this point, that that is the last known footage of Elisa Lamb about a week into the investigation hotel guests start to report that their water is like low pressure in their showers. And like, it's weird. Uh, and some are reporting like weird color coming from the water. So the hotel investigates and they go up to the, to the roof of the hotel where the water tanks are and they open up one of the water tanks and find her body. So she's found in the water tank. However, the cause of death is, It's hard for people to figure out how she got in there, basically, because the investigation determined how that she died, but it did not offer an explanation like how she got into the tanks. The doors and stairs that access the hotel roofs are locked, with only staff having passcode and keys, and any attempt to force them open would supposedly have triggered an alarm. That said, there is a fire escape she could have used that would allow her to bypass these security measures. However there's still more of a problem because the four water tanks are four feet by eight feet and they're propped up on concrete blocks. There's no fixed access to them. And hotel workers had to use a ladder to look at the water. So like they could not have gotten up there by themselves without the help of a ladder. So big question is how did she even get in the tank? Second, what was going on in that video of on the elevator? And then third, the water tanks have, like, these huge heavy lids on them, and it's totally unexplained how she could have opened the lid to actually get into the water tank to begin with. So, that's the mystery surrounding the death, and then some people argue that she's attempting to hide from a pursuer, and that's perhaps how she managed, like, how why she got into the water tank to begin with. Right, but you don't just... I mean does a water tank fill all the way to the top like how would she die right well that's another point is that like yeah she she would be floating in the water it's possible I mean the, the tank would have she could have got in and not been able to get out and then just drowned from exhaustion etc but there's just a lot of strange unknowns to the case and a lot of theories going around and then some people attribute it to the haunting of the cecil hotel and that she was being either possessed or haunted by spirits of the hotel but if you watch the video it is truly a creepy creepy video it,
1: it doesn't look like everything's okay or that she's acting normally
0: no i i mean my i think my best guess would be the psychotic break type thing like the manic episode uh because she's acting so strange it's very not like she, is, she does not appear to be in her right mind. I think I think someone
1: got her, because... I have no better explanation, really. I don't think bipolar disorder makes you, like,
0: that's, see, that's do
1: something like that, to that extent. Right. It, it would be an extreme, extreme... Someone got her, like, or someone was doing something. I think there's foul play at hand.
0: Possible. And actually, another interesting th- piece of evidence is that the video has about a minute of time cut out of it
1: yeah so like fuck the security system and whoever is involved in this
0: well so the police had had removed a section of it and the the i mean a lot of people assume it's because they were protecting the identity of somebody who might have been in the video at some point who was like walking by or had nothing to do with the incident wait but how much time is taken out like a minute oh. i don't yeah i don't know it's it's very uh it's a very creepy video and it's a very tragic incident that happens at the hotel, but that's the Cecil hotel for you. I mean, that's what's it's going on. Hotel has all this shit. Yeah. It has just a h- insane history of murder, death, serial killers, suicide, S- crime, city of angels. <laughs> so look into the case, look in the black Dahlia. Look up Elisa Lim. It's, it's a wild time. You'll have a really, you'll be creeped out for a, a a good number of days after the fact. Look into the Cecil Hotel and, you know, thanks to Scalectra for for putting us onto it because it is super creepy. So that's all the Sisu
1: Hotel things I've got. Well, I won't be checking in there soon.
0: So Sconce, I've booked us a trip. Mm, you, oh my god, Ellen, you didn't. <laughs> Ellen, you should. not That would be a good podcast. Where instead, it'll be like Ellen, but instead of giving people like super fantastic gifts, we're just we like make their new nightmares one- I, come true. Yeah. A free bag of murder hornets. <laughs> oh, like, my God. you Monday morning macabre, <laughs> boys. You didn't. So that's that's the Cecil. I'm Darce. That's Scones. And this was Monday morning macabre. <laughs> such a fucking <laughs> cheesy <done>. outro. <laughs> yeah, such a lame outro. Hey, guys. Band, play us out. <laughs> Band, play us out. Wait, follow us on, <laughs> on socials. <laughs> We just got a head nod from the band to let us in on uh follow us on Twitter, mm pod, follow us on Instagram, Monday morning Macabre. Follow us on uh to go to our website. Fucking do whatever. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, jam your finger bones. Subscribe Oof. to that button so hard. And uh tell your friends. And thank you again to Skeletra for the for the information and the Cecil Hotel, she provided a source because she's a sweetheart. Wait, what's the source? Oh, that's a fucking great point <laughs> She's parados' source all that's interesting dot com has an article all about the Cecil hotel, it's where I got a good amount of this information. also, I watched that American horror story season, which is fucking based off this
1: Evan Peters in it. this is American horror story in it what's the lady's name the actress that's in the every season? So oh, um, Sarah Paulson, ben ben and then the the older actress, uh, older woman, Da-na-na. Dylan McDermott was only in the first season, in it.
0: Let's just keep going.
1: Uh, who else is in this? Didn't Kathy Lee Bates was in one season. Didn't Oh no, she was in two Jessica seasons. Lange. Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang. that is the actress.
0: Okay, <laughs> woo, that was gonna <laughs> kill Emma me. Roberts plays a witch. Kathy
1: Bates plays a witch. Stevie Nicks plays a witch. <laughs> plays a witch. <laughs> Dude, have you seen that episode right. of Stevie Nicks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Stevie Nicks is
0: cool. She plays a witch. All right. Have a good Monday. Have a good Monday, boy.
1: Boy.